0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your Only One Ravens podcast. I'm your host, King Pope here. My co-host, Mr. JB, has some things to take care of tonight. So it's just going to be me tonight, and I'm going to give you all everything that I felt like on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday was a tough loss for us, guys. I know you didn't feel too great Sunday after you lost that game. You probably drunk a couple more beers, probably took a couple more shots. Probably scratching your head, like, what happened? How did we lose to the Colts? Like, jolly, yeah, I know how y'all feeling today. I understand it's a hard, hard Monday, a hard pill to swallow. But first, let me start the show off by handing the Colts their flowers. They came into Baltimore, they took care of business, and they beat us. They did what they're supposed to do. They did their job, and they won the game. A Couple things I want to start off with before I really jump into the show is. I had a chance over the weekend to listen to some podcasts and listen to some different views from different teams and talk, and I just happened to slide over to Coast Nation's podcast, and I'm listening to these guys on the Coast Nation podcast, and a few things disturbed me of what they were saying. So I'm sitting here trying to realize, like, why is there so much bad narrative around my quarterback, Lamar Jackson? And, And I really don't understand it, and I feel like You guys got to use Google because it's free for you if you use it. You know what I mean? If you you use Google, you can understand what you're talking about. Because I feel like a lot of times you don't know what you are be talking about. Especially when I'm listening to the Coast Nation people and they talking about how Lamar Jackson is so He's not that accurate from inside the pocket. But if I'm not mistaken, Lamar Jackson started out 9 for 9 inside the pocket against you on Sunday. Not only that. He's got one of the highest completion percentages inside the pocket as a quarterback in the NFL. So these narratives that you guys put out here, you're misinformed. And when you come on your podcasts and you talk about the stuff, I would like for you to have the right information before you really talk about stuff. Cause your information is totally wrong. And you, I guess you want to push this narrative because you feel like, Oh, my team could do this because this guy's that, Like, Lamar Jackson is not an inaccurate quarterback. We got to stop with that. We really did. And we just got to, like, move on from that, give the guys flowers and move on. Like, I think we need to stop doing this on these quarterbacks and painting these narratives. It's just it's just not good. You know what I mean? So, that was my little rant about that situation. But congratulations to you, Code Nation. You won the game. Kudos to you. Now, jumping to the Ravens. I hear a lot of fans talking about, oh, they should have made the call against Zay Flowers with the face mask. They should have made the call with Zay Flowers when they hooked them for the P.I. Let me explain something to you, Ravens fans, because you guys got to get out of this situation, too. You got to stop playing with your food. And that's what the Ravens did on Sunday. They played with their food. You don't do with that. You don't do that at all. What you do is when you got a team like that, you're playing against backup quarterback, whatever the team is, they wounded, they got issues, you wounded too, but you know you're the superior team. You go out there, you take care of business. You don't go out there and play with your food. That's what the Ravens did on Sunday. They fumbled the ball four times. They they gave the coach what they needed to stay in the game. The longer you allow a team like that to stay in the game, they will beat you. So guess what happened on Sunday? They beat you. So to say, oh, the refs ain't make this call, the refs ain't that call, guess what? Ravens, we got a safety in the fourth quarter to go up 19-16. They kicked the ball back off to us with two-something minutes, two or three minutes left on the clock, and we couldn't run off the time to win the game. So right there, you could have won the game there. So stop crying about, oh, they didn't call a P.I. No. Win the game when you're supposed to win the game and you don't put yourself in those type of situations. Let's stop sitting there talking about all oh, this. Oh, they should have gave us that call. The refs against us. Yeah, I even see tourists Smith saying it. I see all, all uh, old players. I don't want to hear that. Win the game when you're supposed to win the game and you won't be in those situations. Stop saying, oh, that's what happened and all that. No, what happened was you didn't come to show up and you didn't play the game. The Ravens slept walk in that game. The defense, they came out, and they firing all cylinders, looking great. And the crazy part about it is, as Ravens fans, or as the Ravens flock, I know we'll feel like, oh, man, the defense, I'm worried about the defense this year. You know, when Marcus Williams went down, everybody got worried. Marlon Humphrey didn't start off the year, everybody was worried. Well, guess what? I ain't worried too much about defense right now. I'm more concerned about this offense. Tyre Mockin, your play calling stinks. The Ravens can't move the football well. You got problems on the offensive line you can't block. Like, we got more issues and concerns when we, when we sit here and talk about things. So get talking about the defense. Let's talk about the offense. Offensive line, you stunk. You were horrible. You were horrendous. McCarrie, you got beat so many times. You got beat for that sack with the fumble. Luckily, Lamar was able to jump back on it, but McCarrie, you got to be bad. It's terrible. You're on his blind side. Come on, guy. You got to protect his blind side. And you just let like the guy whip right around you. The center. What kind of snipe was that, bro? You caused another fumble. Push the offensive back. That's another drive that we lose. Like the silly mistakes that you make is the reason why we lost the game. And then at the same time, too, the play calling is it's bad right now. Like, everybody cried about Greg Roman last year and all this. And I get it. Greg Roman was terrible last year. But what's this high-flying, great offense that Tyler Muck is supposed to bring that's supposed to change the whole culture of this team and supposed to have this team doing this and that? I ain't seeing it. I'm sorry. I'm not seeing it. Tyler, you had a... Horrible game. You got to go back to the drawing board and you got to start over, brother. Because that game that shoot that you did, you got to throw the tape away. Watch the tape, whatever you got to do, and see the mistakes. But you got to throw that away? Because that was just a bad play call game for you. You were not good, not good at all. We lost every, we lost every single one back on Sunday. Who we had left? Uh, Melvin Gordon and, and and King and Dre. Sad to see Gus go down. You know, Lamar had, what, 100 yards rushing, 200-something yards passive. Lamar was your whole offense on Sunday. Yeah, he had his pickups, He had his mistakes. He had everything, too. But Lamar wasn't the reason why we lost that football game. That offensive line was terrible, and that play calling was terrible. Two things that killed us on Sunday. Offensive line, bad play calling. Situational play calling was terrible on Sunday. I don't know what Todd. Todd, this ain't, this ain't Georgia. This ain't Georgia, Todd. This ain't what you run in the SEC. This is the NFL. And I understand that you have been in the NFL, but Sunday you look like you wasn't because the play calling was horrendous. This this game Sunday, guys, was a terrible loss. A terrible loss. These are the games that I talk about with the Ravens where you, you cannot lose these type of games. Because now I'll be honest with you guys, I'm already nervous going into Sunday playing The Browns. I'm already nervous going into the next Sunday playing the Steelers. I don't know what to expect from this offensive line. I don't know what I'm going to see. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you can't block the Colts, what makes me feel like you can block the Browns? What makes me feel like you can block the Steelers? They got better D-lines than the Colts. Especially the Steelers. You got T.J. Watt, and How Smith coming in. And how are you supposed to block that? And you can't even block what you played against with the coach. Like, this is not good. This is this is this is not good at all. I don't know what we're gonna do. You better pray to the guys that you can get Tyler Linderbaum back. Y'all already know how I saw a couple episodes. If you don't know, this is your first time listening. I ain't hollering Ronnie Stanley. He might be athletic enough to play in these games with these good, fast defensive ends. So you, you're definitely going to need him when you play against the Browns and the Steelers. But I don't think you're going to have him. But I ain't too high on Ronnie Stanley because I feel like at times he just be soft. But his athletic skill and ability makes him great to play against the Browns and the Steels. You really need him. I feel like with this loss on Sunday, I I, 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 I think we see Marlon shoot up. You know what I'm saying? Marlon's suiting up this time. Tough loss. It's time for Marlon to suit up. I think this is the week you get Marlon Humphrey back. Uh, it'd be nice to see if Marcus Williams can come back Sunday. Don't know. Not sure. But again, not too mad at the defense. What I can say about the defense that does worry me is my starting strong safety should not lead this lead the team in sacks on Sunday. That is disappointing. I understand it, it looks great on the field and, and you're cheering and you're oohing your eye, but let's be realistic, Ravens fans. This is not the type of defense I want to see. I don't want to see my starting safety lead the team in sacks. That is a problem. That is a serious problem. That means that David Ojabo was nothing. What He went out early in the game, okay? But after that, remember, you have David Ojabo, who went out in the game, and then you had Odase Owe, that didn't play. So all you really had was, was the David Clowney. He generated pressure. He played well. But think about this. He was the only one generating the pressure like that. You was not getting it nowhere else from um, your other outside linebackers. They was not bringing it. That is a problem. And you're already struggling getting it from David Ojabo and Odase Owe. So to turn around and tell me that Kyle Hamilton is going to be my leader and sacks is disgusting. It's disgusting. That means we're blitzing to get pressure. Remember, this is a passing league. We cannot keep blitzing like that. We will get exposed. Good thing we were playing against Garden Minshew, so it made it easier to do those type of things. But when you come up with players, when you're playing Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Barrow, you cannot blitz like that to get your pressure. You will get eight alive. So we got to find a way to get sacks without guys up front. We cannot have our starting strong safety leading a team with sacks. That is bad, bad, bad. It was okay for Sunday. Struggling game, rainy game. So, yeah, it made it a little easier for that. But we got to get pressure up front with our with our guys up front. We got to. I rather send Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith than keep sending my Kyle Hamilton down in that box to go get a sack. Every now and then, yeah, it's fine. The guy had three sacks yesterday. He was the only one that was sacking the quarterback. Come on, man, that's not what we want to see out of our defense. We do not want to see that way, that way. So the takeaway defense. They kept us in the game. They did their job. They did what they supposed to Offensively, you were horrible. You did not put up the points. You let the coach defensive line dominate you. And then at the same time, Todd, if you knew that they were struggling a lot, chip block. Leave an extra guy in there to block. Run the football more. Find ways to do that. Because at times when they were running the football, they were doing okay. You used Lamar. Lamar had 100 yards. He had 100 yards rushing. Like, I just think the play calling was so, so bad. That's what lost us the game. So, to sit here and cry about those couple plays things, we got to stop that. We should have won the game in regulation. We should have never went overtime. We should have never been in that situation. We should have already won the game. The mistakes kept them in the game. You cannot do that with a team like that. They come in on the road. They come into your house. You don't give them life. You suck it out of them, kick them out the stadium, and send them back home. What you did was you invited them into your house. You let them get comfortable. You let them put their feet up. And then guess what? They stabbed you in the back when they was ready. That's what you allowed them to do. You don't do that. You have to knock them out early. So now we're back at the drawing board because now we got a lot of questions. And I know you fans got a lot of questions because you watch Sunday. you like, you already in your mind. You think, yeah, man, we're going to be 3-0. We're going to take care of these Colts. And then we're going to go down to Cleveland and, and and take care of them. That's what your mindset is, right? So today, now you're sitting there like, man, we just lost to the Colts. I don't know about Sunday. Yeah, I know it's the Browns, but the Browns looking good. You know what I mean? They playing good football over there. Dang, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, that's what you're thinking right now. And you should be thinking it. Because you should be thinking about what is your offensive line going to look like when you go into Cleveland on Sunday? Because that defensive line over there in Cleveland was Darius Smith. And those guys over there, that's a good defensive line. And they're going to give the Ravens a headache. That 11 personnel, might not be there on Sunday. I'm going to tell you guys right now. You might have to run 12 and 13 personnel on Sunday. You're just going to need to be able to block because that O-line struggled. They struggled. And I don't know if the Ravens are going to be able to run 11 personnel as much as they want on Sunday against the Browns because the Browns can get after the quarterback. The only thing that really saves the Ravens a lot is Lamar's legs. His legs helps them a lot and makes the offensive line Job a lot easier, but they still are not good. They're not. Another thing that was that was disheartening, Rashad Bateman. Where are you at, Rashad? You're supposed to be my number one receiver. Where are you? I cannot find you. Did you play Sunday? Were you out there? Like, come on, bro. We talked, I talked about all week. This is the perfect game to get Rashad Bateman going. Odell Beckham gonna be out. I, I told you guys that early in the week. I felt like when he went down and he was injured, this is a perfect week to rest him. Let Rashad and them do their thing. I said that. I told you guys that. And what happened? He I didn't see him. I didn't see him. At all. And I ain't gonna hold you guys. It looked like Mark Andrews is not too healthy to me. It just, he don't look like himself. Something is not right. Don't know what's going on. I don't know if Mark needs more rest time or what, but I need Mark to be Mark because Isaiah likely you can't drop the football like that, guy. Come on. Lamar hit you in your chest and you dropped the ball. You got to make those catches. That's crucial moments. You got to make those catches. That's what I'm saying, guys. These are the crucial moments where I feel like those, that catch right there could win us the game. Stop talking about the Zay Flowers thing. Let's talk about how Isaiah Lucky dropped the ball to hit him dead square in the chest. You can't drop that football, son. Come on. That's a huge play. Those are crucial plays right there. That's what hurt us in that game. Those crucial ones. We beat up the referee for those PIs. But how about us beat up on Isaiah Lucky for that? How about beating up on the offensive line for not, for not blocking? How about beat up on Todd Monkey for his play calling? All those things. The first drive we drove down the field score touchdown. Good. Oh, I'm looking at this like, oh, the was ready. They about to punch these guys and knock them out early. And then, boom, King and Drake fumbles. And the whole game changes off of one play. you drink? pops out for like 20, 30 yards, and then boom, he fumbles. Gives the ball back to the coach. The coach, what they do? They take the ball right down the throat, score a touchdown. Boom, Patrick Queen give up a touchdown. Right on his head. Patrick Queen, the coverage is all is still suspect to me. It was suspect to me when he was here, and it's still suspect now. So, by the other issues, guys, I feel like we gotta stop blaming the small stuff. That, that we should have just took care of business. So, I'm going to be back with you guys to break down the Cleveland Browns and, and get into that. And probably get in a little too, a bit more with the coach. You know what I mean? Talk a little bit more because I know Mr. JB has some stuff that he wants to talk about too. But I appreciate you guys coming out tonight. Um, I know it was a quick one. Uh, but I will be back for another one and we'll have another longer one. We'll talk more and we'll have more update information for you guys. So I appreciate you listening. You can catch me on Spotify, Apple, the only one radio podcast. I'm out. Alla.